Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. It's your boy Ralph. Week five. Let's go. Talking about some football. You know what it is. We got to get into it. Fantasy football, best free information out there. Help you build on what you're already accomplishing. That's what we're doing here at Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. I'm your host, Ralph www.tigerbombsae.com that's where you can find this podcast you can listen to this podcast there you can watch this podcast there via the youtube link on our tiger bomb page however you want to roll www.tigerbombsae.com click on the process page boom we got your back tiger bomb also has other podcasts so if you're at the website you can check out the true crime the football uh nascar whatever well you know we got a couple of things for you there so check it out uh if you are doing a spotify itunes stitcher podcast on the go routine not uh a problem we got you covered just search for tiger bomb sports audio entertainment like and subscribe you can listen to this on the go get all the podcasts that way too not just the process you can also keep up with us on facebook and twitter at the process tbsae Um, We can have banter that way, maybe share some important news every now and then, and obviously get links to the show that way, too. Guys, we talk about seasonal football, DFS football, winning, right? Like, whether you're in an auction league, a PPR, a standard, whatever it is, we want to kind of cover what we all need and build from the beginning of the season all the way to the championship. Set goals, knock them down, and win. This is free information. We're all going to win together. That's how I'm going to prove to you guys that I know a little bit of something about what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Wanting to translate for you guys what I've been doing for years now, which is doing worse. At the worst, breaking even. At the best, winning on sites like DraftKings and FanDuel. But also in the seasonal aspect, knocking down those home league championships, getting into the competitive league championships, the uh, fantasy football pro league championships. So, tips to help everybody win. Woo! That's our intro, guys. We got to talk about Week 5. There's a lot of football to go over. Uh, Before we hop into Week 5, though, we do need to discuss what we saw uh, from Week 4. From a fantasy football perspective, just a couple of things we should probably go over. Um, Just a few notes. Not so much as what we've usually had because we're trimming it down. Like, there's less um, that's going to take us off. Uh, by surprise, I guess, because, you know, we kind of got statistics and data and we know we're looking at a little bit more now for at least this phase of the season. Chargers and Texans got a lot of this game wrong this week. I didn't see uh, so much of the different production coming forth, like even from the Houston side. Like, so just when I looked at that game as a total, rewatched it, of course, like I'm rewatching every game uh, after watching everything on Sunday. But, yeah, that was one game that took me off uh, into a direction that I didn't see. And so, uh, you know, something to build on. But I think I might stay away from them a little bit just because when the teams are injured in the NFL, they tend to operate a little bit differently, as we all know and understand. But I've not got my pulse on where the Chargers are because the injuries are fluid. Like they've got people coming and going, coming and going on defense and offense. So, it's changing the dynamics of the team week 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 to week. If I think about it like that, but um, got a little bit of that wrong. Houston, we know who they are, but I again, I'll credit to the Chargers um, defense surprising me a little bit with the production given up. But we can't pick on them because they're getting healthy. Metcalf, 
boy took off. He's a he's a, he's a great athlete. Happy to. I mean, I got this pick wrong too. I got this pick wrong too. Metcalf had himself a great day. Um, I was thinking like he was heavily targeted. I mean, he kind of was heavily targeted. Like he had nine targets for the day, but he did his damage within the first four or five targets. Like so, it wasn't this robust amount of targets that helped him pay off. He had a couple big plays early, so we'll keep our eye on him. Hopefully you had him uh, starting and wasn't on the bench or anything like that. Hawkinson, boom. DFS purposes, you had to have him. It was the weirdest thing on DraftKings. Looking at uh, 80% ownership on him, 67% ownership on um, Josh Allen in the cash game. So very weird ownership. But Hawkinson exploded. Uh, Massive amount of points. Obviously a career day for him. In a scenario where they didn't really have any other choices, a lot of injuries, and so somebody had to step up. That's obviously a, a pain point for the Seattle defense, uh, defending the tight end, defending everything, really. So we take advantage of that. Atlanta backfield, Algier got more work. We were a couple of weeks ahead. I think week three we recommended him for a tournament, didn't pay off. We laid off last week. Now here he is, right, so more relevant. So we were just a little bit ahead of the curve, basically. Nothing wrong with that. But Algier got more work. Huntley scored, but Algier did fine. 10 rushes, 84 yards. This backfield is going to keep evolving. Wasn't sold that Patterson was going to be the guy continuous anyway, and then he gets hurt. And a lot of the knock on him is that stand-up running style, unlike a running back, which will get you hurt. So I'm sure he'll be back um, you know, sooner rather than later, you know, within four weeks or so, five weeks. But for the foreseeable future, this is the backfield. Don't invest too much, especially in your fat budgets and stuff like that. But be aware. Uh, I, I think Algier, again, this guy, because Damian Williams was going to get the run in the beginning anyway. He got hurt. And so more for Cordell Patterson. I think that this is fine. This is fine for this Atlanta offense. They don't need to continue to evolve, evolve anyway. And so just be mindful that Huntley's sticking around and probably not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. Jay. KMF Dobbins came in. I was a week late on it. Happy. I was going to wait till this week. I was a week late on it. Uh, two scores in the box. I mean, if you take away the two touchdowns, it wasn't great, but we can't take away the two touchdowns. Uh, weird game for the Ravens. I mean, uh, Harbaugh's doing his best to try to get himself out of there, put himself on the hot seat. You got to start being more conservative at the end of the game. Wins in the NFL are precious to come by, and a lot of coaches willing to gamble. Um, as we see more and more lately, but that's the kind of stuff that'll get you shown the door. So just something to be wary of. Poyer ended up playing for Buffalo, which kind of sullied a little bit of the way to the game strip that we thought because the intention was to play this scenario where he's not in the game. And he made a last-minute go of it and played well, two picks. So uh, definitely caused a bit of the problems for the DFS purposes, I would say. Shaquille Leonard left the Colts game with a concussion. See, this is the thing. We, we said last week, you know, if this guy plays, um, we don't want to be invested in the Henry run game. But if he's out, we want to play. And so looked like he was going to be out. So it's like, okay, well, Henry's probably a good play. And then it looked like he's going to play. So it's like, all right, fade Henry. He ends up playing out with a concussion by the start of the second quarter. We see Henry blew up. So a lot of times you're going to get people who won't investigate what actually happened in the game. And they'll just look at the picks from last week and be like, oh, you got that wrong. Oh, you got that wrong. But it's like. I can't predict injuries. We don't know that. We could just put ourselves in the best scenario and hope for the best spot. Like earlier in the year, for example, in the Montgomery game for the Bears where he goes down and Khalil Herbert gets all the production. 
Khalil Herbert ends up as RB1. We had Montgomery in the cash game that week. Is that really a loss? I mean, I can't predict that injury, but it's like the production was there from the other back. So we went back to it the next week. So just it's something to point out. Guys, the as long as I've been doing these video casts, that's the second time that it's fell. I'm gonna have to get a, a different stand here. But um but that's the second time that um we've had the opportunity to kind of like um go back to that, I think so. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there with the whole kaboom. Um, anyways, zappy time. That was the other thing I wanted to mention from this past week. Seeing Zap uh, get in there, probably a little bit better than Hoyer, in my opinion, guys. Like, not going to lie. We know we get with Hoyer, and he was out, like, right away. Um, I think they put him on IR already anyway. So, Hoyer, miss a little time. If, if, if Matt can't go, Jones can't go, then it's going to be zappy time. Um, and we'll see what... Uh, Bilicek does with that but they played them tough we we kind of had that game pegged um, obviously can't account for again the injury but we had that game pegged and uh, they relied on the running and so we'll talk a little bit more in the DFS section this week about maybe using both the running backs I know it's a thing it's being talked about more and more it's not like a brilliant idea that I came up with but it's a thing that exists that we need to discuss because it is my duty to thus discuss all with you all. So there you go. All right. That's our intro for this week. On to a segment that lots of people know and love called the uh, Old Housekeeping. 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 Me fluff your pillow. Me fix your team. Housekeeping. Now we can move on to housekeeping. And uh, housekeeping for this week will be short and sweet. As we move forward, again, there'll be less to address as we condense, right? And just march towards a championship. How's everybody doing? I hope we're not feeling the crunch from the season already. We're all still alive. You could go on a nasty tear and run. So nobody's dead yet. Um, but maybe some of us have more work to do than others. And so that's what this section is about, is about common reality, about what needs to happen wherever you are for your team. So housekeeping this week, DFS, how we did last week. Uh, again, didn't the cash game lineup didn't win because I faded Hawkinson. Um, I did recommend him, as you guys saw, for tournament purposes, but I actually didn't play him. And I think I said I, I, it would be fine if you play him, but I won't get there. Because I'm trying to condense my choices, and he wasn't one of my top choices. I'll stand by where I went, but the problem with last week is if you didn't have him, basically you didn't win, right? And so it didn't matter what format. You didn't have him, you didn't win. So it, because he was so largely owned. When you have a cash game lineup and a tight end is like 80% owned in that, and you don't have him, and he has 40 points, that's your goose cooked if you're not in the in the in that club. So... We'll take that, but I'm not going to be deterred. You know, it's oh, you you know, you're not you know crushing it every week. These sites, not easy to win, but not impossible. All it takes is one week. All it takes is one week. Not worried about the process. Not worried about what I did. Not worried about my lineup this week. It makes more sense. I'm going to keep moving forward because you take out Hawkinson, I'm there. We've been close every week. We're going to get there. This isn't impossible. Uh, remember to look ahead. 
this is more for a seasonal thing. Like, you know, don't just look at next week's opponent. Look at, you know, on Sunday you're sitting there. Maybe look two weeks ahead. Look three weeks ahead. You got to get in front of this stuff. This is how you're going to win. If you wait until the week of that matchup to potentially, uh, you know, start to adjust or tinker or think about a strategy, especially if your back's against the wall, it's going to be too late, guys. And so we've got to start making necessary adjustments a few weeks ahead because it's to our advantage in the waiver wire. Everybody else is just going to wait till that week. So if we can mentally commit to making our roster moves a whole week ahead at least, like so, you know, we're in heading into week five. That should be fine already. Don't be you shouldn't be tinkering anymore after today. But you should be looking to next week. You know, if you have a chance, look at your opponent for the next week. But as I said at the start of housekeeping, keep fighting. The season changes and production evolves, as we we're just talking about on the YouTube part for for the listeners via the podcast. Listen, the change the season evolves. Roles change. More players become important towards the end of the season or middle part of the season. Injuries occur. And so you've got to keep fighting right now. Don't look at everything as set in stone and obsolete. Don't look at everything as frozen in time right now. You're looking in time and into who's going to be in the playoffs and who's going to do this and who's going to do that based on what it is now. It's not that. Our role is to be more like water. Be fluid. Move with it. Move with it. Be ready to react. So... If you can conceptualize that, then my advice is much less important because you know what you need to do. I traded Jonathan Taylor like the week before the injury woes happened for Justin Jefferson just straight up. Not out of a, I'm not like Nostradamus about injuries. I said before in the last segment, I don't know, I can't tell you he's going to be hurt. But what I do know is that wide receiver is way more important than running back in the NFL today. It just is. There are star wide receivers that can have monster days every week, and the running game is much harder to secure those kinds of points from. Now, a lot of people's perception of the running back is still like some like as important as it was maybe back in like 2017 or something like that. We need to take advantage of that. So that's why I traded JT for Jefferson straight up. If he'll give me Jefferson for JT, I'll take that deal. Based off the production he's getting. No, I mean, seemed like a pretty straight up deal to me, right? And then I'll go lean somewhere else, right? You know, I've got you know Herbert, Gibson, Elliot. I'll figure it out. Is the point? But key fighting as roles evolve, the leverage changes in the season. I assure you. Fab budget. We need it for later, guys. So don't blow your fab budget. I mean, you could go and you know run through it if you want to, but again, season evolves. Certain players become more important later on. Lazard's going to be coming on. You know, I think Pacheco's coming on. So these are guys that you want to get exposure to later if they're still on the wire now. Can't do that if you ate up all your fab budget already. So we're not even into bye weeks. Got to chill with that. We're going to need everything for a championship haul. So if you follow the process from the beginning, you probably have less moves to make. So you should be... In the driver's seat, if you're like in the snake, you know, league as far as waiver. And if you're in FIB, you shouldn't have to spend that much, right? So that's the thoughts about that, guys. Next thing for housekeeping, we'll go over another trade that I recently did. 
Same squad, by the way. So I bring in Jefferson, right? That's how I figured out a running back. So my wide receivers for this particular team at this time happen to be Evans, Mike Evans, uh, Lamb, C.D. Lamb, and then I bring in Justin Jefferson. Now I got a powerhouse. I'm playing one in the slot. However, uh, I'm looking at the running backs, and Gibson obviously going to see. I think he's going to see time whenever Brian Robinson's ready. So that's not set in stone. Herbert will you know give time back to Montgomery. Maybe not the. Maybe he'll give some pops here and there, but on the downslope. Outside of that, I've got. Two other running backs. Well, three other running backs. But it's all of the Baltimore running backs. So it's Hill, it's Dobbins, and it's Edwards. The idea was if I needed to, I could just play all uh, two of those guys, basically. Like, just play um, Hill and Dobbins for now. And then when Gus comes back, I just play Edwards and Dobbins and just get the production between the two of them. But as the year goes on, we're seeing not a lot of production from Baltimore running backs regardless of who they are. So just in case that's not a thing, my thought process was, well, I better have something else to rely on too. So another person in the league says Najee Harris is up on the block. I throw Lamb his way. Boom. You think I got fleeced? I don't think so, man. Not a lot of the bell cow back doesn't exist anymore. But beside the point of that, there's not a lot of running backs that are going to get 60 to 75 percent of the touches from their team every week. He's the guy. So I'll take that. I don't care if they're winning games or not. I know the O-line has issues, but he is getting the reps. I want to know that my guy is on the field getting the touches. Plus, I think things are on the up and up with uh, Pickett. Coming in. I think this is like, like Kenny Pickett's going to, what we saw in that first game is not be afraid to push the ball downfield. That's only going to open things up for play action, which is only going to open things up for Najee. I mean, this is all good. It's all good. I think it can only get better. So just a word to the wise with that. Like, I just talked about the importance of wide receiver, and then I just told you that I went back. And they're like, well, dude, you had Taylor, and basically you ended up with Najee. It's not even about the injury. It's not like, oh, I avoided the injury. It's just like, I don't think there's a difference um, between the t- between the two necessarily. But I did believe that there was more problems with the Colts offense than, not, than the Pittsburgh offense. And the Pittsburgh offense, I think, is on a trend up, and the Colts is probably on a trend down. So that's just, you know, why, why I think that's a good move today. Uh, just another tip, last thing for housekeeping is a tip for people struggling in the um, seasonal world, like trying to make it work, right? However, uh, you're scrapping, right? So you got to play your opponent straight up. Opponent, quarterback, uh, kicker is what you should do. Makes his touchdown, now worth five instead of six. And any drives that stall in field goal range directly hurt your opponent and help you. So... Just a little tip that you might be able to do to help bridge the gap uh, if your back's against the wall and you don't have like a great kicker. Let's play a round of Would You Rather. Moving on everybody's... uh, uh, informative section of would you rather 
Would you rather for this week we go over our usual 12? Uh, let's see what we have here. Chris Olave or Ramon Stevenson? Olave not in a bad spot. Uh, Stevenson I like though. I, I you know I would have to say of the two I would take uh, Olave because of the condensed targets going his way. But Stevenson is in a great spot. Harris just might vulture him to Olave. DJ Moore or Tyler Algier? I'm going to say Algier. Moore still suffering from just bad QBitis. Just can't get a guy who can get him the ball, and that seems to continue to be an issue. So Moore having issues uh, with the QB. Causing more problems. Algier, though, probably next man up now that Patterson is injured. Even in a tough matchup, um, you know, reps, reps, reps. So Algier. Curtis Samuel or Khalil Herbert. Definitely have interest in Samuel this week with Dotson out. Uh, Herbert less so because Montgomery's coming back. But I wouldn't completely fade Herbert in seasonal because we don't know, you know, how healthy Montgomery's going to be if he's playing through pain and what that looks like. Khalil Herbert fits that offense a little bit better. I think over the course of time, maybe they share a little bit more time, but that remains to be seen. Brandon Ayuk or A.J. Dillon? A.J. Dillon, um, not in a bad space in the Green Bay running game, but I'm going to say uh, Ayuk's in the prime spot this week just because Carolina doesn't have a lot of um, uh, fight in them, I don't think, right now. Like, it's like Matt Rule looks like he's getting, like he's just waiting to get fired, right? So I'll go with Ayuk. Uh, McLaurin or Brees Hall? Hall's got a tougher matchup this week, I think, this week against Miami, but not impossible. However, I will go Terry McLaurin in this one. I think he's in a very nice crush spot for himself this week. We'll be using him in tournaments, very much like Terry McLaurin. And uh, Chase Claypool or Travis Etienne this week? I like Robinson as opposed to Etienne this week. But um, Claypool obviously could have greener pastures with a new quarterback, but it remains to be seen. I'm not high on either of these guys this week, but I would go Etienne if, if I was pressed. Alan Lazard or Ramon Stevenson? Lazard is coming on strong. Rodgers wants to stretch the field with him. I'm all for it. I would take him over Stevenson because Stevenson's in a good spot. But for the same reason we took Olave over Stevenson, we'll take Lazard just because we don't know what Harris will get versus Stevenson. A.J. Dillon or Drake London? I'm going to go ahead and say Dillon this week because Drake London's in a terrible spot versus the Bucks, especially if Pitts sits. Too much focus will be on him. Gabe Davis or Brees Hall? I'll go Brees Hall. His role's more secure. Gabe Davis... Not a lot of targets last week. There's been a lot of fluctuation in the pecking order besides Diggs there uh, in Buffalo. And so I will um, just kind of walk away from that one and go. The guys that I know is going to get the touches, even if they're losing, he'll get the receptions. Brees Hall. Brandon Cooks or Devin Singletary? Oh, this is a tough one. I'll go Singletary, though. Cooks is in a good spot this week, but so is Singletary. Singletary has been the guy in the backfield for Buffalo. It's not that they're sharing him and Moss. He's been the guy, and anything else has been just relief work, essentially. So I don't have a problem with that. J.K. Dobbins or Drake London? Uh, Well, I would say J.K. Dobbins. Drake London, as I said, is not a great spot. Corey Davis or Devin Singletary? I like Singletary. I like Corey Davis this week because I like Zach Wilson, but I'm not sure who Wilson throws to. He does like Davis more than his other receivers. If I had to guess, I would say Davis, but he's got a lot of talented guys and a lot of reasons to look everywhere. Remains to be seen over the course of several games where his attention goes. But in this argument this week, I'll say Devin Singletary. All right, that is our Would You Rather for Week 5. 
And now it's time for the process to reload. Guys, it's time for us to do what we do best and reload. Um, Thursday, we saw that pitiful contest between the Colts and the Broncos. Not a lot of offense going between either of those teams. Um, you know, not even sure what to tell you about that. But listen, I know one thing. Denver looks like they're on um, borrowed time. Like what I mean by that is like Hackett's going to have to do something or they are going to uh, show him the door. Like he's going to have to uh, figure it out because the offense doesn't look like they know what they're doing right now. The offense doesn't look like Russ Wilson is is, uh, is capable of running it. There's a lot of bad there. The culture are bad, too. They look terrible, too. They tried to give the game away. That offensive line looks terrible. There's a lot going on there, um, and I would be concerned if I was either of those teams. Um, but not much else to say about that. We you know, know Javante moving forward, obviously, as we know, so the backfield changes here. Um, but just not, you know, this is something to be alarmed for for both of these teams. Reload. New York Giants at Green Bay Packers. The Packers are going to win this game, but as I said, I think, uh, you know, Rodgers, they will probably have the opportunity to air it out just a little more, but really it's a ground game. And so I'm thinking you get yourself a bit of uh, Aaron Jones for sure, Dylan for sure. And then from there, you know, Tanyan could see some, some rub, but I'd be more interested in Lazard, getting things going with Lazard. Uh, could see the shadow from Bradbury, but I'm sure Green Bay will figure it out. On the New York side of things, uh, Saquon, you could take you know take a dart there. Obviously, in season, he'll play him and feel good, but it's not much else I want to play there. They don't have a lot of healthy receivers. Jones can't get it to him if they are. So Green Bay defense looks good there. Reload. Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. Talked about this one a little bit earlier. Enter Kenny Pickett. Enter George Pickens. That you know they spent a lot of time working together in camp. Spent a lot of time working together uh, in the preseason, and so I like the connection. Um, he did add to Pickens' line last week. Did Pickett when he came in, so all good there. Uh, I know it's a tougher matchup. Buffalo's getting healthier. Tre'Davious White might even play, maybe not, but it might. But uh, I do think this is better for Pittsburgh. Step four because you'll be able to push the ball downfield further than Trubisky was willing to do it. Uh, Pickett has showed the uh, willingness last game so we'll see if he can continue that uh, I do think that um, uh, you know this is good for Najee open things up give him some room under and so you know beating Buffalo is always going to be easier on the ground I have some secret interest in Najee this week um, definitely don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game though they're probably in trouble Josh Allen great it should be a great environment but not sure how much he'll have to do um, Buffalo Bills want to pick their defense, but we'll have to see what the new look Pittsburgh looks like. Diggs definitely play them, though. Singletary definitely play them, though, in a game that team wins. Reload. Atlanta Falcons at Tampa Bay Bucks. Mariota is a turnover machine through 16 quarters. Mariota has more interceptions at four than passing touchdowns at three. And zero games with even 230 passing yards. The guy is turning the ball over left and right. Bucks have a pretty good defense. You do the math. So I like the Bucks defense. Um, I would love to pick Tom, but I'm not sure how much he'll have to do because the defense should lead the way. Tom always plays them well, though. Uh, I do like Godwin coming back. That's a cash game pick. If you want to pick Tom for tournaments, that's fine. But I just think that 
Um, the, you could play the Falcons on the ground a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. And so I think Fournette can get some run there. So I don't think Tom has to go crazy in a game that largely the defense wins. On the Falcons, offensive side of the ball, as we said, Algier probably getting more of the rub. Uh, but Huntley will be mixed in. I'm not impressed. I think the Bucks stopped the run. Passing-wise, Pitt's out, so I'm out. I think too much focus on London. They lose this game in Tampa. Reload. Seattle at New Orleans. Seattle probably going to be overmatched in this one. Gino going to do his best to hit his guys. I think this is more of a locky game. Metcalf will see the Lattimore shadow. Uh, but on the ground, not looking to attack with Penny. On the New Orleans side of things, uh, it's looking like it's going to be another red rocket start. He should probably be a decent play. But also, uh, the path on the ground looks decent too. Should be a get-right spot for Kamara. It's more for their defense, and so I just don't think the offense will have to do a lot, so I'm not going to get overly committed in the game the Saints will win. Easy reload. Miami at the Jets. Jets defense sneaky in this one because Miami bringing on Teddy B. This is a revenge game for him. The next two are revenge games for him. Uh, but I do like the fact that Teddy B could um, ultimately uh, be serviceable here. I, I don't I, – you know, Sauce Gardner can only guard one guy, and he's going to stay to the left. I'm sure they'll move around Tariq and Waddle. Not sure how that works out, though, so I'm not going to recommend one or the other. I think one probably has a fantastic day, though, but I'm not going to play pick them with those two guys or pay for both of them, to be honest. That's how I think that should shape up. Um, as far as running the ball with Miami, I do think that there's, there's going to be some room on the ground for Emmons, um, and I think that would be a great path to getting you know a little bit of you know help for Teddy, but... They're going to lean on him a little bit, too. He's got two great receivers. They'll try to stretch the field. I don't have a problem with that. If you want to pay down in the tournament, probably. But I'll probably avoid this better choices. New York side of thing, love Zach Wilson. Going to go with him for for cash games this week. I, you know, I think he can be productive. Miami, you know, going to be banged up in the secondary. Might be without both corners at best case scenario. But even if so, um, I think that he can find his guys. Corey Davis seems like the guy, but who knows? Because he has a bunch of good guys now. So I like the passing game as opposed to the running game. But Brees Hall will get his touches. Um, I do think that uh, <clears throat> this is going to be an upset. I think the Jets going to win this game. Reload. Tennessee Titans at Washington Commanders. Tannehill sneaky in this one. I know a lot of people thinking Wentz, you want to play Wentz. If you're thinking that, you think he puts up the points, and Tannehill has to do it on the other side. Tougher road on the ground for Henry. Um, pretty expensive in the DFS world, so not sure I want to go there. But uh, I do like Tennessee. I like Woods this week. Robert Woods. I think Tannehill and Woods can connect. And then those supplemental guys will give him enough breathing room to hit Woods. So like um, Westbrook, Equine, Equine, or whatever his name is. Sorry. Uh, as well as Phillips to supply supplemental targets. But Woods is my guy, not looking at the tight end. Uh, uh, Henry will get his reps, but um, probably too expensive in the DFS world, just fine in the seasonal world. Uh, on the other side of things, Commanders. Uh, should be Gibson still this week. McKissick will be around, but I'm thinking mostly Gibson. I like uh, Terry McLaurin, as I said. Uh, and then... Uh, Clemens as well, on uh, or Samuel rather, I should say, not Clemens, Samuel, uh, because there is no dots in this week. Uh, but in terms of who wins this game, I mean, the commanders, just I just can't trust them. Too many bad coaching decisions. Wins is too erratic. We expect good wins, but who knows? So play it in tournament and hope. But uh, I'll say Tennessee wins this game. Reload. Houston Texans at Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans, not been a pushover, but they 
just kind of keep playing to lose. So I don't know if I like or playing not to lose. I don't know if I like that. Jacksonville, uh, better team than we thought. This is kind of where they should be. They have a pretty decent defense. I think that leads the way for them. I like Robinson and the defense this week for Jacksonville. But I also like Zay Jones. I think that's the guy. Stingley is going to be on him, I'm assuming. And I think that's a good thing for Zay Jones. I think he's in a better spot than these other receivers. I recognize that um, a lot of people are probably more interested in you know, Kirk. You've been hearing his name more. We've been on him more. But I don't think it's a Kirk week. It's a Zay Jones week. He's uh, coming back off the ankle injury. I think that'll scare people off. We want to use him in cash games. This is a cash-friendly environment in this game. So much to like about that. On the other side, Cooks is fine. You could play Cooks, Nico Collins. I don't have a problem if you need if you're desperate to play either of those in seasonal. Go ahead. I stay away in DFS this week, um, but I do like Pierce. I think that's a great running back play this week. Should be able to uh, run the ball. Jacksonville's got a little bit more of a pass rush, if anything. Uh, but in terms of who wins this game, Jacksonville does at home. Reload. Bears at Vikings. Bears going to go on the road, and uh, I think Dalvin Cook can have a get-right game in this one. Uh, you know, Cousins can get it to his guys, and they're all in play. The Bears don't really have anything defensive-wise that I'm scared of, but I don't know exactly who gets all the monster plays because everything is kind of in play. So if you have, you know, Thielen, if you have Jefferson, if you have Cook, you can play him. i probably fade Madison, um, but if you need to play him, you can. He can get some end-of-the-game reps. Chicago Bears side, I'm staying away from this, guys. There's no need to walk into any of this. Uh, as far as if you want to play the running game, you can. But, again, I don't know what type of pain Montgomery's dealing with or if he's sharing time with Herbert. I stay away from that. Do I go Vikings defense? Uh, probably not. I mean, I'm not exactly sure I want to do that. Not sure how much points we can get there. But they win. Reload. Chargers at the Browns. Uh, I think, that, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the Chargers are evolving in terms of what they look like in terms of who they are defensively. And that is going to make me sort of just sit back a little bit before I pick on them or decide to use them to pick on others. But I'll say this week, Cleveland's got the path on the ground, man. Use both running backs, hammer it in there. If they're looking at anything, it's in Joku uh, over the receivers, I think. Uh, I think they'll play it you know, conservative and go with their strength, which is running it. For the Chargers side, no Allen. I think Mike Williams is a fine play. Um, Palmer, you know, probably in play too, but I'll stay away. He's turned me down a little bit so far. As far as Eckler goes, Eckler's definitely in play. Even more so if we get more health back on the line for um, uh, <clears throat> for Cleveland. So Garrett comes back, then um, I'm probably looking at Eckler as being more important. Um, but, you know, don't. Hate Herbert. I just don't think I need to get there. There's probably easier matchups to yield more points in a game that honestly, I think the Browns, if they stick to the to the script, they're gonna win this game at home. I think I think that they can win this football game. Um even though Herbert and company are gonna give them everything that they're worth. Reload. San Fran at the Panthers. Panthers don't have a lot of fight these days, to be quite honest, guys. And so I'm going San Fran. I really like their defense this week. I think they have a chance to put up monster numbers against a unit that sees every defense against them be so absolutely positively uh, uh, perfect coverage. So it's kind of like week in and week out, they're the ones to pick on. Hey, guys, one thing I forgot to mention back in the Tennessee Titans game and the Washington game uh, for Wentz, if you want if you want to play Tannehill with Woods, that's great, but you could put Thomas at tight end, too, because he's quietly tight end 15. 
Titans defense has allowed second most fantasy points to the tight end position. Um, fifth most receptions, and Dotson is out. So we'll play him in GPP. Had to mention that because we're playing him in GPP. Um, but again, to go back to the game we're on, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you play Jeff Wilson. I think it's a fine play. I would probably don't get there in DFS. Don't need to. Um, but the Panthers, not going to provide a lot of resistance. I like Ayuk. I like Samuel. Uh, but the defense is going to lead the way. So I don't know how much San Fran's going to have to do. They haven't been overly productive with Garoppolo. So I don't need to get invested in that when I know that the defensive unit is going to find a way. Baker's been terrible. I no longer think he can activate more. This is going to be even a tough week for McCaffrey. DFS is too expensive. Seasonal play them and feel fine about it. They're going to lose that game. Reload. Next one, Dallas at the Rams. Listen, Dallas... Uh, can cause turnovers, and uh, the Rams can produce turnovers. Uh, Stafford is leading the NFL in interceptions and uh, recording the second lowest average depth of target, 6.9 yards. I honestly think Dallas's defense is a great play this week at $2,500 for, for DFS. You got him in seasonal, play him and feel fine. Stafford's been a shell of himself. This is not the Stafford that won the championship last year. This guy is going to struggle with this Dallas defense. I think the rush will get to him. So I do like the running backs more for the Rams. Um, I don't. I th- I do like Cam Akers, but I like both. Henderson more for pass catching, but I like Akers because I, I don't. I think it'll be a close game. The Cowboys aren't going to blow them out. So I think they're running with Akers to keep it close, but they're using both because they're passing and checking down with Henderson. I like those running backs. I'm out on the. Any receiver not cup this week, basically. Uh, and I do think that there's going to be a turnover that's not Cup's fault, but it's going to be Stafford's fault. Uh, and Diggs is going to get that. I can't play Cup in DFS because Diggs has been uh, yielding, you know, favorable returns sometimes enough to where I'll stay away. But Cowboys um, going to keep this one close. I don't know if they have a chance to. I think they might have a chance to win this game, but I'm going to give it to the Rams because they're at home. But I will say that Gallup. Keeps imposing his will. Probably a tougher day for Lamb. Uh, Zeke and Pollard try to get involved. Uh, I don't think there's enough there. I don't think Rush has enough. This is the first bigger test that I think he probably doesn't do well on. So I will go with the Rams. Reload. Philly at Arizona. Philly traveling out west. I like Philadelphia in this one. Don't have a problem with them. Uh, Arizona, not enough weapons. I know Rondo Moore is coming back, but if Hollywood is going to get the Slay coverage, then you know that leaves Rondo in those open routes. I'm just, I'm just not too into it. I'd love to say Connor, but he hasn't been producing the points because his points all come from goal line touchdowns, and they're not going to him in those scenarios. We do like Ertz. They're going to be trying to keep up, so Ertz and Kyler. But I just don't even think I have to go with Kyler because the Eagles' defense has been so good. I don't want to take that chance. Um, but on the other side of things, if you want to play Hurts, that's fine. I don't think you need to go there because the run game is in such a good play. But I probably don't lean on any one of these guys unless it's seasonal because Boston Scott's coming back. So now you got the three-headed monster again. Sanders probably can't pay off in DFS, but in seasonal, feel fine about all those guys. Philly might be the best team in the league right now. They go on the road and win that one. Reload. Cincinnati at Baltimore should be electric. Through four weeks, Mixon has seven carries inside the five-yard line and zero touchdowns. 17 game pace of 72 receptions. I think positive regression is coming for him, so we'll stick with it uh, this week. Uh, I do think that Cincinnati. Um, I like Trav. I like Boyd this week. I think that you know Chase maybe, but I I think the odd man out is going to be Higgins. But I'd be more interested in Chase, and I'd be more interested in Boyd this week. Um, but Cincinnati, I don't think I'll have a problem moving the ball. Ravens will probably also not have a problem moving the ball. 
I like the Ravens. Uh, Lamar, obviously, to do his thing, but I like him to connect with Mark Andrews, of course. Um, Bateman probably going to be out, and so it's going to be more of a lean on a run thing. I think you could play Dobbins. Um, they are at home, but I'm going to give this one to Cincinnati because Harbaugh's got to show me again that he knows how to handle the end of a game. And our final shot will make a good reload. Raiders at Kansas City. Raiders typically play Kansas City well. I think they'll do it again. Carr will probably have his best outing of the year. Kansas City's going to force it out of him because they are uh, forcing teams' hands. They're blowing teams out of the water. They um, have like the number one defense against the run, but that's because people have to pass against them. You have to. Well, there's nothing else you can do. Um, so I do like Kansas City in this one. I like Mahomes. I don't really know which receiver. Sky Moore is not a thing yet. I will also say that um, uh, for Kansas City, uh, their defense, maybe not in play. But on the other side of things, Carr, I don't mind. Like I said, he's going to be looking for Devontae. That's fine. And then Jacobs uh, is in play just because they've shown a willingness to keep him involved. But Kansas City wins that game. Guys, that's our final shot. My laptop is running out of battery. So <clears throat> really quickly here, we'll do the DFS segment here. Also, uh, we won't uh, segmentize that one. For the top five running backs, we're looking forward to the future. Number two, James Cook. Number one, Pacheco. For the DFS world, this week, cash game. Zach Wilson is our quarterback, wide receiver. We're going to go Diggs at 8,400. Godwin at 5,900. Zay Jones at 4,100. Tight end, Ertz, 4,800, and then we have uh, Njoku at 3,800. Nick Chubb is our running back with Hunt. Play those two, 8,000 and 6K. Or play Singletary, 6,100, 6, or Pierce, 6,200. Or play Harrison uh, Stevenson, 56 and 5,500 together. Defense, cash game, Bucks 3,900, Niners, 3,800. GPP in tournaments, Brady, 6K, uh uh, Tannehill 59k Pickett 51 Samuel 77 hundred dollars at wide receiver Mike Williams 7100 McLaurin 6200 Tyler Lockett 5600 Woods 5200 Goddard 4700 Logan Thomas 3200 uh, running backs Cook 7300 Robinson 6300 5500 dollars Henderson and Akers play them together 55 and 56 Saints at this D 3300 Patriots 2900 Cowboys 2500 Guys, sorry for the fast end, but I'm up against the battery. That's our show this week. Get at me online if you need. Good luck. Reload. We'll see you next week. Peace. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.